Now I invite you to sit as we receive the words of Holy Scripture this morning. A reading from the Acts of Apostles. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian and court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, Ephesians, in charge of the entire treasury. He, he, he had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in the chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to the chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading from the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you understand what you are reading? He replied, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the pages of the scriptures that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he, he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb, silenced before the sharers. And he does not open his mouth. In his humili- hum- humiliation, justice was defined him. He was described his generation for his life is taken away from the earth. The angels asked Philip, about whom may I ask you? Does this prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak and started with this scripture. He proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus and they were going along the road then came to some water. And the angels said, look, here's water. What is to prevent me from begging for being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop. And both of them, Philip and the angels, went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The angels saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news of he proclaimed the good news to all the town until he came to car to car this is the word of the lord speak to god the psalm is psalm 22 25 to 31 and the reference is be not far from me o lord be not far from me o lord from you comes my praise in the great congratulations. I will, perf- I will perform my vows in the presence of those that fear you. The poor shall eat 
and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord shall praise him. Their heart shall live forever. Do not far from me, O Lord. And the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all their families of the nation shall bow before him. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nation. How can these who sleep in the earth bow down in worship? Or those who go down to the dust kneel before him? Be not far from me, O Lord. He has saved my life. For himself, my descendants shall serve him. This shall be told of the Lord for generations to come. Then shall come and make known his salvation to a a people yet unborn, declaring that he, that he, the Lord, has done it. The second reading, a reading from the first letter of John. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son to the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God is, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen that and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God and they abide in God so that we have known and believe that God has for us. God is love and those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The The commandment we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Lord be on your lips and in your heart that you may worthily proclaim his holy gospel in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand as you are able to to receive the holy gospel.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am the first and the last, says the Lord, and the beginning being one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah. The Lord be with you. And, and also, also with you. you. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you cannot do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and become my disciples. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the living God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Amen. Please do be seated. <clears throat> A few years ago, I was privileged and blessed to be working with a group of disabled people and to set up an organization <clears throat> led and managed by them. Our aim was to provide support, advice, and information to other disabled people and those who care for them. For any small organization starting out, we knew that a first step was to design a logo, which sent a message about what we wanted to achieve. We all had a vision of ourselves as being a tree with lots of branches. The trunk with its strong roots represented stability and strength, giving life to all the branches. The branches represented an intertwining community. And at the end of each branch were held shapes on which we could write such values as mutual support choice, independence, well-being, being informed, challenging discrimination, etc. <clears throat> In the end, our logo became too enormous to be practical because we wanted to do so much and we had so many branches that we had to give up for something smaller. In our gospel reading today, Jesus, as so often, is working with pictures and ideas that were part of the religious heritage of the Jewish nation. Over and over again in the Old Testament, Israel is pictured as the vine or the vineyard of God. The prophets spoke of this. The vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, says, says Isaiah. Yet I planted you as a choice vine, is God's message through Jeremiah. Israel is a luxuriant vine, said Hosea. 
You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it, sang the psalmist. The gospel passage belongs to Jesus' familiar address to his disciples just prior to his passion and death. We are likely to recognize in the opening I am of this passage a linking to the imagery of the vine to the other distinct images that John, our gospel writer, gives us in relation to the identity of, of Jesus. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheepfold. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus comforts the communities then and also hearers today with the promise that they and we are not left alone or abandoned, but can be confident of his continuing presence with us in the world. When Jesus drew his picture of the vine, he knew what he was talking about. The vine was grown all over Palestine and still is, of course, in that part of the world. It is a plant that needs a great deal of attention if the best fruit is to be got from it. It has two kinds of branches, ones that bear fruit and ones that don't. And the fruit-bearing ones have to be cut back drastically. The vine cannot produce a good crop without severe pruning. And this pruning is something like cleansing or purifying. Branches that wither and die are removed to release new life, new possibilities, to care for and nurture the branches that are bearing fruit. And those of us who are would-be gardeners are probably sowing seeds at this time or buying plants, pruning and cutting back to let new growth happen. Perhaps that applies to our lives too. Even though our faith may be firmly rooted in Christ, from time to time we may need pruning by God, God the vine grower. Maybe some old habits or thoughts or attitudes or behaviour needs to die so that even more fruit can be produced. God is always at work in us, pruning and purifying and making alive and letting new things happen. I am the true vine and my father is the vine grower. Abide in me as I abide in you comforting and encouraging words. They bring reassurance and security. They declare the loving goodness of Jesus, the Saviour. They're an invitation, a summons and a promise. Our faith is based on the depth of this love, the promise of his presence, and the knowledge that we are not alone. Not only not alone in the sense that we have each other, but more importantly, that each of us and all of us abide in him. And in this way, we can give to the world with great strength as we draw from his power and presence. And right there is is the connection to which our hearts long, that ache for a deep connection that exists within the heart of every one of us, can only be met by life-giving connection to the one who prunes and shapes through the struggles and trials of life until we conform to the image of Christ and live to the glory of God. 
Our epistle reading reminds us that if we love one another, God lives in us. God abides in us. God's love is a living experience. We read that Philip reached out to the Ethiopian eunuch, who was an outcast from his society. His inclusion was a wonderful statement about the inclusivity of God's kingdom and his attachment to the vine. So Jesus constantly calls us into a new and wonderful way of living, a way that welcomes the other, but is not done alone, but in a community and in a way that starts with love. Everyone who loves is born of God. And as we continue to celebrate the glorious resurrection of our Lord, we are called to bear fruit and become disciples because we love, though this isn't always easy. How can we do this when we are still hurting from this pandemic? How can we do this when the news around us leaves us spiritually and emotionally drained? How do we proclaim the good news about Jesus when we think there is just too much happening around us and in the world? The answer is never the same and will vary from person to person. Still, the text, the overall message of this gospel suggests a simple response, a very simple one. We show up. We show up authentically as ourselves. We love others. We share the good news with others and we speak and we act in ways that support this message of love. This love that liberates, the love that clears our eyes to see the injustices of this world and empowers us to act in ways that seek the well-being of all. A love that makes us want to challenge the things that oppress and destroy We all long for a sense of belonging, a place. Like my disabled colleagues who may or may not have understood the language of abiding or indwelling, we share a vision of intertwined roots and branches, depending on each other. Jesus is teaching us what it takes to be connected to God and to each other in ways that bring life and health that connection for which our hearts long, that deep connection that exists within the heart of every one of us can only be met by life-giving connecting to the one who prunes and shapes us through all the struggles and trials of life. When we abide in God, God abides in us, God abides in our relationships, And God transforms, and God will allow us all to bear fruit. God of mercy and grace, walk with us as we celebrate the resurrection of your Son, Jesus. Heal our hearts, guide our minds, and lead us to a place of restoration. May we speak spiritual renewal. May our hearts and minds serve you and your truth. And may we bear fruit in all that we say and do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.